Hello everyone and welcome to episode 15 of the Lent Bible Binge. If you've been with us since episode 1, well done. And if you're just joining us for the first time, thanks for joining us. It's great to have you along for the ride. Today's reading is from Judges and will be from chapters 6 through to 8 and we will meet a very familiar character. Judges chapter 6 The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders from Midian, Amalek and the people of the east would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying their crops as far away as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle and donkeys. These enemy hordes, coming with their livestock and tents, were as thick as locusts. They arrived on droves of camels too numerous to count, and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites, and then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, This is what the Lord the God of Israel says, I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt, I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live. But you have not listened to me. And then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abizah. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say, The Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned back to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Gideon replied, If you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that it is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I will stay here until you return. Gideon hurried home. He cooked a young goat, and with a basket of flour he baked some bread without yeast. Then, carrying the meat in a basket and the broth in a pot, he brought them out and presented them to the angel who was under the great tree. The angel of God said to him, Place the meat and the unleavened bread on this rock, and pour the broth over it. And Gideon did as he was told. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the bread with the tip of the staff in his hand, and fire flamed up from the rock and consumed all he had brought and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he cried out, O sovereign Lord, I am doomed. I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. It's all right, the Lord replied. Do not be afraid. You will not die. And Gideon built an altar to to the Lord there, and named it Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. The altar remains in Ophrah in the land of the clan of Abiezer to this day. That night the Lord said to Gideon, Take the second bull from your father's herd, the one that is seven years old, pull down your father's altar to Baal, and cut down the Asherah pole standing beside it. 
Then build an altar to the Lord your God here on this hilltop sanctuary, laying the stones carefully. Sacrifice the bull as a burnt offering on the altar, using as fuel the wood of the Asherah pole you cut down. So Gideon took ten of his servants and did as the Lord had commanded. But he did it at night because he was afraid of the other members of his father's household and the people of the town. Early the next morning, as the people of the town began to stir, someone discovered that the altar of Baal had been broken down and that the Asherah pole beside it had been cut down. In their place, a new altar had been built and on it were the remains of the bull that had been sacrificed. The people said to each other, Who did this? And after asking around and making a careful search, they learned that it was Gideon, the son of Joash. Bring out your son, the men of the town demanded of Joash. He must die for destroying the altar of Baal and for cutting down the Asherah pole. But Joash shouted to the mob that confronted him, Why are you defending Baal? Will you argue his case? Whoever pleads his case will be put to death by morning. If Baal is truly a god, let him defend himself and destroy the one who broke down his altar. And from then on, Gideon was called Jerubal, which means let Baal defend himself, because he broke down Baal's altar. Soon afterwards, the armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan camping in the valley of Jezreel. Then the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn as a call to arms, and the men of the clan of Abiezer came to him. He also sent messengers throughout Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, summoning their warriors, and all of them responded. Then Gideon said to God, If you are truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, prove it to me in this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you are going to help me rescue Israel, as you promised. And that is just what happened. When Gideon got up early the next morning, he squeezed the fleece and wrung out a whole bowlful of water. Then Gideon said to God, Please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. So that night God did as Gideon asked. The fleece was dry in the morning, but the ground was covered with dew. Judges chapter 7 So Jerubal, that is, Gideon, and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of Midian were encamped north of them in a valley near the hill of Morah. The, the Lord said to Gideon, You have too many warriors with you. If I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home, leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. But the Lord told Gideon, There's still too many. Bring them down to the spring and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, Divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cup the water in their hands and lap it up with their tongues like dogs. In the other group, put all those who kneel down and drink the water with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands. All the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. The Lord told Gideon, With these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the, wa- of the other warriors and sent them home, but he kept the 300 men with him. The Midianite camp was in the valley just below Gideon. That night the Lord said, Get up. Go down to the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. But if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura. Listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you will be greatly encouraged. Then you will be eager to attack. So Gideon took Pura 
and went down to the edge of the enemy camp. The armies of Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east had settled in the valley like a swarm of locusts. Their camels were like grains of sand on the seashore, too many to count. Gideon crept up just as a man was telling his companion about a dream. The man said, I had this dream, and in my dream a loaf of barley bread came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit a tent, turned it over, and knocked it flat. His companion answered, Your dream can only mean one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite, victory over Midian and all of its allies. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed in worship before the Lord. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. He divided the three hundred men into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, Keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, just do as I do. As soon as I and those with me blow the ram's horns, blow your horns too, all around the entire camp, and shout, For the Lord and for Gideon. It was just after midnight, after the changing of the guard, when Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp. Suddenly they blew the ram's horns and broke their clay jars. Then all three groups blew their horns and broke their jars. They held the blazing torches in their left hands and the horns in their right hands, and they all shouted, A sword for the Lord and for Gideon! Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as all the Midianites rushed around in a panic, shouting as they ran to escape. When the 300 Israelites blew their ram's horns, the Lord caused the warriors in the camp to fight against each other with their swords. Those who were not killed fled to places as far away as, as Beshatar, near Zeriah, to the border of Abel Meholah, near Tabith. Then Gideon sent for the warriors of Naphtali, Asher, and Manasseh, who joined in chasing the army of Midian. Gideon also sent messengers throughout the hill country of Ephraim, saying, Come down to attack the Midianites, cut them off at the shallow crossings of the Jordan River at Beth Bara. So all the men of Ephraim did as they were told. They captured Oreb and Zeb, the two Midianite commanders, killing Oreb at the Rock of Oreb and Zeb at the winepress of Zeb, and they continued to chase the Midianites. Afterward, the Israelites brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon, who was by the Jordan River. Judges, chapter 8 Then the people of Ephraim asked Gideon, Why have you treated us this way? Why didn't you send for us when you first went out to fight the Midianites? And they argued heatedly with Gideon. But Gideon replied, What have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't even the leftover grapes of Ephraim's harvest better than the entire crop of my little clan of Abiezer? God gave you victory over Oreb and Zeb and the commanders of the Midianite army. What have I accomplished compared to that? When the men of Ephraim heard Gideon's answer, their anger subsided. Gideon then crossed the Jordan River with his 300 men, and though exhausted, they continued to chase the enemy. When they reached Succoth, Gideon asked the leaders of the town, Please give my warriors some food. They are very tired, and I am chasing Zeba and Zalmanah, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Succoth replied, Catch Zeba and Zalmanah first, and then we'll feed your army. So Gideon said, After the Lord gives me victory over Zeba and Zalmanah, I will return and tear your flesh with the thorns and briars from the wilderness. From there, Gideon went up to Peniel and again asked for food, but he got the same answer. So he said to the people of Peniel, After I return in victory, I will tear down this tower. By this time, Zeba and Zalmanah were in Karkor with about 15,000 warriors, all that remained of the allied armies of the east for 120,000 had already been killed. Gideon circled around by the caravan route east of Nobar and Jogbihar, taking the Midianite army by surprise. Zeba and Zalmanah, the two Midianite kings, fled, but Gideon chased them down and captured all their warriors. 
After this, Gideon returned from the battle by way of Heres Pass. There he captured a young man from Succoth and demanded that he write down the names of all the 77 officials and elders in the town. Gideon then returned to Succoth and said to the leaders, Here are Zeba and Zalmanah. When we were here before, you taunted me saying, Catch Zeba and Zalmanah first and then we will feed your exhausted army. Then Gideon took the elders of the town and taught them a lesson, punishing them with thorns and briars from the wilderness. He also tore down the tower of Peniel and killed all the men in the town. Then Gideon asked Zeba and Zalmanah, The men you killed at Tabor, what were they like? Like you, they replied. They all had the look of a king's son. They were my brothers, the sons of my own mother, Gideon exclaimed. As surely as the Lord lives, I wouldn't kill you if you hadn't killed them. Turning to Jether, his oldest son, he said, Kill them. But Jether did not draw out his sword, for he was only a boy and was afraid. Then Zeba and Zalmanah said to Gideon, Be a man, kill us yourself. So Gideon killed them both and took the royal ornaments from the necks of their camels. Then the Israelites said to Gideon, Be our ruler, you and your son and your grandson will be our rulers, for you have rescued us from Midian. But Gideon replied, I will not rule over you, nor will my son. The Lord will rule over you. However, I do have one request, that each of you give me an earring from the plunder you collected from your fallen enemies. The enemies, being Ishmaelites, all wore gold earrings. Gladly they replied. Then they spread out a cloak, and each one threw in a gold earring he had gathered from the plunder. The weight of the gold earrings was 43 pounds, not including the royal ornaments and pendants, the purple clothing worn by the kings of the Midian, or the chains around the necks of their camels. Gideon made a sacred ephod from the gold and put it in Ophrah, his hometown. But soon all the Israelites prostituted themselves by worshipping it, and it became a trap for Gideon and his family. That is the story of how the people of Israel defeated Midian, which never recovered. Throughout the rest of Gideon's lifetime, about forty years, there was peace in the land. Then Gideon, son of Joash, returned home. He had seventy sons born to him, for he had many wives. He also had a concubine in Shechem, who gave birth to a son, whom he named Abimelech. Gideon died when he was very old, and he was buried in the grave of his father, Joash, at Ophrah, in the land of the clan of Abiezer. As soon as Gideon died, the Israelites prostituted themselves by worshipping the images of Baal, making Baal Beareth their god. They forgot the Lord their god, who had rescued them from all their enemies surrounding them, nor did they show any loyalty to the family of Jeroboam, that is Gideon, despite all the good he had done for Israel. This ends today's Bible reading. Thanks for joining us, and remember, the grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever.